What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. And I'm Michaela Oakland. And we are so happy to have you here joining us uh, in the backseat of our car. It's a Barbie Jeep this week, bitch. Get into our Barbie Jeep. Beep, beep. It's Barbie week, huh? It is. I have my tickets. I got them a week ago. They're in the middle on the 20th. Wow. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. That's like, I'm really happy for you. I have heard... And you know what? I really don't want to go in with like over expectations because whenever I do that, I feel like I set myself up for failure. Right. So I'm going to try to go in with really average expectations. But I have heard that like all of the clips that we've seen are really only the first 15 minutes of the film. Like they didn't give it away at all with good. what they've shared. So I'm feeling positive about that. I've only heard really good things. Um, I don't know. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Let's get it. <laughs> No, I feel the same way as you. I'm not like a big, hmm. I go back and forth. I would never, I don't go out of my way to go see movies in theaters. But when I do go, I enjoy the experience. Does that make sense? I sort of have to be forced. But when I'm there, I'm, I'm glad I'm there. I feel that. I mean, I haven't been as much of a moviegoer in the last year. Right. But I think part of it is like, I get my blanket. I've got mm. my fuzzy socks. Mm. I go to theaters that have reclining chairs. Mm. Um, you know, it's really like a lovely experience. And movie theater popcorn, they mm. really do a fantastic... And I love popcorn. So, yeah, for me, overall, a magical vibe. As long as the movies are good. Because sometimes there's, like, dry spells of movies. And mm. I feel like right now we've got a lot of good ones coming out. We do. We're very um, blessed. But we obviously would be remiss to not mention all the ongoings in the movie world right now. Right. There's a strike. Yeah. The writer's strike was just joined by the actor's strike. I think mostly brought on by the AI um, comments that were addressed to the writer's guild, but then also just like the fact that streaming isn't making anybody any money. Yeah. I've seen so many tweets in the last week from people who were like main characters of a really popular um, series on Netflix being like, I've gotten zero dollars for this, even though like, you know, this is a huge show on Netflix and I'm one of the main characters in over 100 episodes. It's really weird because I feel like now that the actors have joined, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to feel bad for rich actors, Um, even though that's really not the case. I feel like like people are kind of wanting to fight at the 40% when it's about the 1%, you know? I don't know. That's what it feels like. I just wanted to say there was some crazy statistic that was like, um, you have to make at least $22,000 a year to um, qualify for healthcare under SAG-AFTRA, like, which is the... Right. And 85% of working actors do not <laughs> hit the threshold. Yeah, I so, saw that. That was crazy. That was a lot more than I thought yeah. or like could have even imagined or dreamt of. Yeah, and I really think like... Ooh, I mean, I'm a union girly. My mom's in a union. We're a union family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I I just think, you know, everybody should be fighting for better wages and, you know, more power to them. What side are you on? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, stuff coming out, too, about, like, even just cosplaying if you're an influencer Mm. for certain, like, upcoming films or, I don't know, there's changing new stuff coming out that we should keep up to date with. But yeah, we're in full support. And along the lines of the Amazon Prime one, I think there's also a UPS driver strike going on. the Teamster strike. 
and they don't have air conditioning in their in their vans. cars. They're driving these gigantic brown, you know, trucks. <laughs> not brown. They're like I'm, I'm saying that because like they're like not reflecting light. You know, they're like no, absorbing I, I light. Like they're very hot, and they don't have. I mean, Amazon Labor Union is something you should be supporting because Amazon labor is crazy. Again, as we're like talking about like Prime Day, like I'm sure they all yeah. hate Prime Day. But like, I know um, it is just really crazy because the world would grind to an absolute halt if truck drivers, delivery drivers, if they all went on strike. And I think maybe they should so that they can be I know. paid fairly. Imagine if we didn't get our little packages within a few days, like how much everyone would have a meltdown. Like we need our little (laughs) treats, you know, Uh, and so the people who bring us our little treats deserve to be compensated appropriately, fairly and well. I'm having a little like birthday thing on Saturday. My birthday is July 22nd, by the way. And I ordered this very large conversational sectional for outside. It was like my birthday present. Um. And it was, well, thank you. It is exciting. Um, (laughs) That's what you get excited about when you're an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was supposed to arrive by July 21st and now it's delayed. And I'm like, the success Mm -mm 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 of my event depends on this arriving on time. Otherwise, I don't have seating. Okay. It will come. It will come. And if it doesn't come, just buy a bunch of pillows and make everyone sit on the floor. Crisscross applesauce. Everyone manifest that I get my sectional. I'm manifesting for you, baby. I got um, I got some goodies on Prime Day. I got um, a treadmill, which Ooh. I'm very fucking excited about. But I didn't know it was like, <laughs> so it folds, so it fits in my closet. But the actual package, for some reason, was like 200 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. So I like hired a guy to like come bring it up to my apartment, thinking it was like, heavy but like furniture you know like like um like right. my desk was or my bed frame or something where it's like it's heavy for me because i can't move it but no totally. this guy was like this thing is like 200 pounds like and i was like i'm so oh. sorry i'm so sorry um <laughs> but yes i have tried well i have to have somebody come make it because i can't even get it out of the thing it's so heavy so <laughs> feeling <laughs> feeling fun about that um and i got something really cool um it's not actually very cool. Well, I think it's kind of cool. So it's like a tanning chair. Um, it has a hole in it, like so that you can lay face down and like still read your book. Oh, like for your like roof? a massage chair. Yeah. So I can like. Put oh, that's it on- so fun. I know. I think that's so cool. It that is, is cool. so cool. It's so cool. Um, it's called Flip Chair, and it's patented. So check check them out. They were on Shark Tank. That made me think of, I don't know if you saw this tweet going around, but it was like a chair for sex that had a hole in it. Oh, no, no. So it was like um, a be- sort of like a bench thing you could strap to you so that okay. it supports people while they're on top. And then there was all this discourse because it always comes down to ableism. Where Right, because I think it was for disabled, disabled people. people. And it was like, well, um, they really make anything. And it's like, well, people do use this. People will use yeah. this. <laughs> Disabled people also have sex, but it was just funny that, of course, it always sort of comes back to that. It does. Oh, my God. Did you see, I feel like, the biggest discourse this week about um, the tweet? I actually sent you this tweet, and it was about, like, all of the people I know in their mid-20s, like, are confused because the pandemic is almost over. (laughs) Yeah, I'm mutuals with her. She's very nice. She definitely didn't 
intend it in a bad way, no. but it is getting dunked all over the place, being like, that's just being in your 20s, like, you didn't disappear during the <laughs> pandemic, like, she was just saying, like, it It was, a, it's a crazy time, it's it a was, crazy time. It, was a, it is a crazy time, it was a crazy time, it was crazy to go into lockdown 22 and come out 25 and be like, wait, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I swear I was just baby and I'm not baby mm-hmm. anymore. What's going on? But I'm sure it was crazy for everyone. But I know she didn't mean it as like we were the only people who have a valid experience in this situation. No, yeah. no. She clarified she was like most of the people I know experienced this and are feeling weird about it. And because I was like, so that's true the age that we are. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I just feel like it, you shouldn't have to have a million disclaimers in a tweet that goes viral for it to not be taken in the worst ways possible. And I don't know how this hasn't happened to me yet because I'm like, this is easily something I could have tweeted. Oh, you know what I mean? Easily. Like this is easily something I could have said and then been like, oop, I didn't mean didn't to mean like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is I don't know. The nature of the beast. I just don't know why people are so, so uncharitable. Like they have mm-hmm. to interpret things in the absolute worst possible faith. It drives me crazy. Like I just don't, I just don't get it. It was overall a very normal sentiment. Like mm-hmm. being in a pandemic during this really transitional period of phase your of life. your life yeah. and then coming out of it a totally different person is weird. And I get <laughs> I guess people were like, yeah, it was weird for all of us. And that's true. I just don't think she was trying to say that it wasn't. That's And that's all I will say. And in many ways, it's it's the classic... Was it Forks? Was the tweet? Do you know what I'm talking what? about? No, it forks? wasn't Forks. It was... I don't know. I'm going to use Forks as the example, but I don't remember what okay. the original example was. But it was like... If you tweet, I love spoons, people will say, wow, so you fucking hate forks? You know, fuck oh, you. Oh, real, real, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's just that. I don't know why people do that. Um, We did not get $20,000 as Twitter creators as a payout, no. by the way. And I just want to say way, that's we did so not. fucked up. I think Andrew Tate got $20,000 from Twitter. Well, that's evil. I think a lot of people got it that didn't deserve it. <laughs> did not I, deserve it. And you know what? If you see that I... <laughs> No, I did. And I did see it. I didn't want to say anything. I'm going to give it a month. I'm going to give it a month because this is the Mm -hmm. thing. If I could get $10,000, that would be very good for me. Yeah, I feel that. This is what I will say. What I saw was it's Mm -hmm. it's only about replies to from other verified people. He just made that shit up. He just. Yeah. Things. He was it. It was verified people's views or something like that like, in verified even... tweets. But I feel like that's made up. Like, of course, it is. I, the whole thing is made up. And then the account getting the most money is like just one of those meme pages that mm-hmm. posts screenshots, which, by the way, one of those recently posted like a completely altered screenshot yeah. of my text with Matt. It's like probably made like thousands of dollars. What do they call him? From they call him bro or mate? <laughs> no, mate. mate. They changed Matt to mate and just said mate like 10 times in the text chain. It was so funny. <laughs> um so yeah i'm so sorry you guys i did cave because i was like oh what if i try it and it's probably gonna be a month and then i'll be like okay that was so silly and stupid of me that was never an option for michaela (laughs) it's worth a shot i think it is worth a shot if a month goes by and i literally do get a check like then that's great huge huge life huge Um, life for you but you're being the guinea pig (laughs) because i don't want to do it i'll take I'll take the judgment. I'll take the slander. It's okay. Yeah. Um, huge news for the girls. Uh Ariana Grande. Yeah. Single within months of Taylor Swift. It's like divorce season. 
what it, mm, mm-hmm. I know, but it felt like yeah, it totally. kind of had yeah, totally, that totally, totally, vibe totally. to it. <laughs> Haven't a lot of people gotten divorced recently? In general? Oh, I was like, in general, yeah. I think probably a lot of people. No, not like in the world. <laughs> divorce um, is huge. Divorce? One of the biggest things out there right now. Like, <laughs> I did see like articles saying that he couldn't handle her fame, which I feel like is just the go-to that everybody says when a famous... It's like, oh, these men are just weak is what you're telling me. They're weak and they're insecure. And they don't deserve these incredible women. Yeah. And it's like, what did you think was going to happen if you were dating Ariana, Ariana Grande? Grande? Hey, but at least maybe we'll get some really good new music. Regardless, regardless, um, rip, you know, rip the relationship. Hope she's doing okay. Yeah, um, she's got like a whole. I, you know what? I've been feeling like she's been single. Something in my bones has mm-hmm. been saying I mm-hmm. think Ariana's single again because I just know her. Like we just get each other, and I know mm-hmm. yeah. what she's feeling, and I could tell something about it. And yeah. then I saw those photos of her with like Andrew Garfield, and I was like, I could see that. I don't know. I could see that. He kind of looks like her type. Was that Andrew Garfield? Like, I thought that that was that guy from Bridgerton. She, she was in between Andrew Garfield and Jonathan Bailey. Got it. Got and it. They got, were, got it. Yeah. Got it. And she looked a little too comfortable between those two handsome hunks. <laughs> and they were both looking at her. She's looking forward. Yes, one of them's gay. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. But still. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Golden Bachelor announcement? And the way that I want to watch the Golden Bachelor is so bad. No. And I haven't been watching The Bachelor, but The Golden Bachelor, I was like, I'm in. I'm so in. He didn't have social media before Mm -mm. this. His daughter, like, submitted him. Mm -hmm. He was married to this woman his whole life, and then she died, like, five years ago. Mm. I don't know. It looks looks thrilling. It looks great. And also, if I can say, if I can say something without everyone getting mad at me... Oh my He's god. He's looking pretty damn good for 71. <laughs> he is. No, he is. He I really is. He was like a, someone's father, not grandfather. Also, it's been so long since we've had reality television where the people aren't trying to get a social media following. Mm. You know what I mean? Like to have real, like gritty, normal people who don't know that much about like what the internet might say. <laughs> and that's um, only going to be from 70 year olds. But wouldn't it be so funny if there was a turn? <laughs> If it turned into like seventy year olds becoming influencers, like you just see someone's nana being selling flat tummy tea on the timeline. Okay, they wouldn't do that, I don't think. But you never but know. actually there are some really funny elder TikTok people who that I enjoy watching the videos of. Mm. There's like that one woman who's like raiding my exes, he's dead, <laughs> RIP. He was hot, but he's dead. Rest lay in peace. Rip. Hope <laughs> that's me, honestly. That there's one who of course it'll be us <laughs> except i can't i will ne- i'll never be able to be like he was hot <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i was trying to st- i was doing that tiktok trend i don't know if you guys have seen it but it's all over my page where I people am not. put photos <laughs> of them together with their exes and then they like rate if their kids were cute with all of their exes Ellie was not humoring me. I'm not I was sending. That. I'm not, I can't even joke about that. It fills me with so much horror and dread. Also, your those children looked like the yeah. Antichrist. Like you okay. know, no, you know, at the end of American Horror Story, the first season, where mm-hmm. the little boy is <laughs> the Antichrist and he eats his babysitter. Stop. The, the boy looked like a country club asshole, but the girl, she had features that were cute, and they were mine, and and they were mine, but... <laughs> she had his, his scary shark eyes. Stop! 
shark eyes you're crazy for that anyway well, anyways <laughs> what is girl dinner what is girl dinner um i just had girl dinner in the way that i'm a girl and i uh just had dinner because this is one of those things where i'm seeing the memes about it but i haven't seen the source okay, okay. so have you seen the tiktok sound okay oh okay you haven't seen it Wait, what's a TikTok sound? So there's a TikTok sound that went viral about girl dinner. Oh, I don't think I did see that. I called this girl dinner and it was a girl eating like a charcuterie board and then somebody sings girl dinner, girl dinner. Wait, that's something I would post. I know. I would post something like that. You would post exactly that. But yeah, so somebody posted that, whatever. It's gone pretty viral. Um, And so now girls are just posting like little little snacky snacks like weird compilations of food that they eat and calling it girl dinner i don't know okay i was assuming it was some weird bad like eating disorder core type original green juice situation no so someone is so people are sort of i think trying to make it into some sort of eating disorder uh discourse sort of like aesthetic yeah you're making it like you're you're trying to like Ooh-woo-ify eating disorders, <laughs> which like <laughs> I like I just don't think is the point. I think it's just like our tendency to like grace and make a little dinner out of anything. I think objectively charcuterie is a girl dinner, may I say. And it is girl dinner. I just had little little bagel chips with cream cheese as a snack. I'm going to have some cheese cubes, some fruit if it doesn't go bad, some vegetables and hummus. Girl dinner. That's dinner. It's food. Mm-hmm. I think so as well, but you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get too dangerously into that territory. But I think, like in a silly fun way, charcuterie in a is silly, girl dinner. Fun way, charcuterie can be girl dinner. It can be any dinner. Like, mm, I don't know. And then there's mm-hmm. all these tweets that's like, but actually, like nourishing your body is what you should do. And it's like, yes, but I'm not right. sure that that is antithetical, antithetical. Sorry, to girl mm-hmm. dinner. You know. S- I don't think girl dinner at its core means not eating anything significant. I just think it's about snacking. Silly and fun. Yeah, Yeah. because when I have a fun dinner with my friends, we order like multiple things and then we all get to eat little bites of everything at the table. And to me, that's girl dinner. That's girl dinner. That is girl dinner. It's okay to have a girl dinner. It's okay to have a girl dinner. (laughs) Don't let anyone make you feel bad for having a girl dinner. They have made me feel bad. Well, I just didn't even know it was like that. I was assuming it was coming from like a really like bad TikTok from like that girl side of TikTok, like yoga, flat tea. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you for enlightening me on girl dinner. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be your TikTok correspondent. (laughs) Well, I have been on TikTok a lot more lately, but we have very different algorithms. Mm. But we have, we have sometimes stuff that's crossover, like theater stuff. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I do get the trends, but mostly my feed right now is like kitten rescue. There's this Mm -hmm. kitten that I'm really, really hoping she pulls through. (laughs) Um, It's not funny. I just. I'm sorry. It's really not because it's like. It's not funny at all. It's not. She's having a real tough time. She's like three pounds and she's like six weeks old. Like, so everyone say a little prayer for Birdie. That's such a cute name. Prayers up for Birdie. Your fruit went bad and oh you God. thought that you had I was so confused <laughs> yeah, about this. The way well, the way that it progressed was funny because 
because we have recently joked about how like you had a friend who always thought that avocados were supposed <laughs> to taste a certain way that they would make your mouth numb right right right. and you said not mouth numb but you said something similar like it tastes it was what did burning you say? my mouth it tastes carbonated <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, Ellie, of course you have an allergy. This is what we were just laughing at your friend for thinking. <laughs> but then the next door, you're like, oh, wait, this this is also doing it. And this one, too. And this one, too. And then I was like, oh, it's so I, not that. Right. Which, by the way, was like very upsetting and disturbing because like fruit is so important to me. And to have the fruit bet- betray me in such a yeah. way. But, you know, what I found out had happened. So the mango, mango always has a little bit of like a, a, a bite to it for me. I think I am a little, a little allergic to it. But but it's never tastes. It literally tasted like somebody had doused the fruit in um, like Sprite. And like hmm. it was, it was carbon. It was just, it was horrible. It was like really, really acidic and like awful tasting. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and everyone is like, oh yeah, girl, that's what happens when cut up fruit sits for too long. It starts to ferment in the container. And I was oh. like, that's horrible. It that, was like going kombucha. It was going kombucha mode. Yeah, going kombucha mode. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I go kombucha mode. Ooh, we need to bring back going kombucha, kombucha. mode, just like we, just, <laughs> just like we brought me, back Bonky. You know, just cut me up, put me in a container. I will go kombucha mode. Rotting in bed is kind of like going it's, kombucha mode. It kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> if you're right now going kombucha mode, stand up, stand up. Stop fermenting. <laughs> yeah, that was really upsetting, but it's fine. You know, um, today I did an interview for this Italian newspaper because, you know, Taylor's about to embark on her European t- uh, leg of the Eras tour. And this woman was like, can Ooh. I interview you about Taylor Swift and like why she's so popular? And I was like, duh, yeah, easy. And I didn't like prepare for this interview because I was like, you know, you I'm don't sure need to. that I know what to say. I'm sure I can answer questions about like why I love Taylor Swift, why people kind of tend to love her. So she asked me, she was like, could you sort of give like a timeline of sort of the the well she she was Italian so she okay. didn't say it very well but I knew what she meant she was like sort of the ups and downs of like Taylor Swift the way that people have loved her and hated her and gone mm. back and forth and like can you sort of go through oh, that that's light work for you <laughs> it Michaela it was like a sleeper agent being activated I didn't even know it's like I know that I know this stuff okay like I know that I know the timeline and the events the dates and the people and I monologued at this woman for like 10 minutes and I gave her from the start I mean I gave her from fearless era all the way to where we are now like I really like gave every up down center I gave you every moment Mm -hmm. that happened in her career I could not believe what was coming out of my mouth I couldn't believe it was just there This isn't shocking to me because I've seen that happen and I'm like, oh my God, she knows all the dates. She knows like not just the year, she knows the month. Sometimes she knows like the hour and you just pull it out. You just like, you become an animal. It really like, it really not, it it didn't like, it did though. It did surprise me that I, it wasn't even hard for me like to recall the details. It was like I was giving a lecture at a college that I'd given a hundred times. I was like, this is crazy. That was crazy. Anyway, so that was really fun. So look out for that. Um, I will. I'm I'm excited to see like how much she's even able to include of your full unabridged history of Taylor Swift's ups and downs. She asked me like, why do I love her? She asked me why I think she's gotten so popular. She asked me to give 
four to five pillars of like consistent themes without her throughout her work. The motifs. Yes. I was like, this is flowing from me. I I had like, it was like I was just in the zone. This like needs to be your job. I know. I was like, I studied for this my whole life. While you were sleeping, I studied the Taylor Swift songs, you know? While you were eating, while you were sleeping, while, while you, you were, were having moping your girl about, dinner and fermenting. I was grinding. <laughs> I was grinding. I was, I was learning. Wait, should that be the title of the episode? Girl Dinners and Fermenting? <laughs> kombucha mode. Going, Going kombucha, kombucha mode. mode. <laughs> Going kombucha mode is so funny. Anyways, uh, was there anything else that we wanted to talk up in our ketchup before we beep beep pull over for our roadside attraction, which I have much to say about? I briefly want to mention the James Charles attempt return because honestly, this could be its own roadside attraction. I know. Well, this it sticks out to me because when I was with you in New York, I remember we were having a group chat conversation and one of our friends was like, didn't James Charles not actually do anything? Wasn't it just that like silly Tati video? And I was like, oh, shit, do people like people not know know all of the details? Mm. There were like 15 might be underestimating it allegations of him like not just at age 20 I think he was like 23 or 24 talking like 16 year olds but a lot of these were like last year the allegations I remember being in like 2021 am I crazy I think I think that's when it started but I don't think he was like fully Mm. canceled Mm -hmm. yet like I think that gauge guy one came out I don't remember I just remember then, knowing it's bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was a lot. And it was like, there were weird ones where a guy was like, I'm 16. And then he was like, don't be mad at me. And then James was like, almost legal or like legal soon. Like weird stuff. Anyway, and then the crazy thing that he mentioned in this article to me was that his own brother hasn't <laughs> talked to him in two years. Now, like imagine admitting that. <laughs> You're, this is supposed to be your comeback article. And you're like, by the way, my family member is gone no contact with me for two years because of this. Like, Because if I was accused of something bad, my family would like, they would know that that's not true. They would stick beside me. Right. Or they would like know my overall character that like maybe one time, I don't know, like a drunken mistake. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. is clearly a behavior that has happened over, like multiple times because and your that- family... His brother is clearly seen. Um, yeah. I thought it was very crazy that he was like, that I, you know, I went to therapy as I'm growing and changing. Now I make everyone show me their IDs in the DMs. And he was like, also like, and I caught one. Somebody doctored oh their God. license. I was like, why would you admit this? Oh, and he's, he said, because there are no other famous. famous gay men besides him in their 20 to 25 age range. Like, dude, like, dude. You live in Los Angeles. You, you cannot be serious. It's just so crazy. And I think it's like kind of a stressful topic because a lot of people's discourse on it gets homophobic. Like mm-hmm. the trying to turn straight guys gay stuff yeah. and like predatory stuff. Like it's stressful to have yeah. Well, what I'll say is I think there was moments in the article where he was trying to leverage the like rumor right. panic that is happening right now that that is legitimately wrong that people are like, gay people are trying to trans your children or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he was trying to leverage that and be like, but that's what people are doing to me. I'm not a groomer. Yeah. And it's like. Well. No, exactly. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's stressful when like you're getting into a discourse and the people agreeing with you also say really bad stuff that you don't agree with. You know what I mean? Like some of the other people Mm -hmm. who are like excited about it, but that doesn't like diminish what he has done or like make it okay. Let's let us pull over to the land of broken friendships and where Mm. a a new bud uh, apparently has started to bloom. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com Ellie. That's storyworth.com Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do but I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy and that's why I love today's sponsor BetterHelp because uh, I mean there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance you know like it's really really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does and BetterHelp makes it super super easy if you're thinking of starting therapy give it a try it is entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge so get it off your chest whatever it is with BetterHelp visit betterhelp.com slash lnd today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash lnd in this uh, arid landscape okay yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so 
Kylie and Jordan Woods, they yes. were spotted publicly hanging out. I have such mixed feelings about this. Mm. I have such mixed feelings about this. Okay. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? I also have mixed feelings. This is what I'll say. Okay. I think it's a... <laughs> I think it's a little bit ridiculous um, mm-hmm. for everyone to a be like mad at Jordan, who is clearly a, a. I mean, you can't put all the blame on Jordan in the situation with Tristan mm-hmm. Thompson. Um, so I was a little unfair, especially since Chloe has continued to you know go back with him. You know, it's like he got absolved of it, and and Jordan got like all the blame of what happened. And I don't know that that's fair. So if Kylie... Like within the family. Yeah. If Kylie wants to forgive someone who was her best friend and wants to like rekindle that friendship, like, you know what? She should be allowed to do that. It's a complicated situation. They have been friends for such a long time. Like they were childhood friends before like any of the famous stuff even took off. I think it's hard. Like, yeah, if my best friend slept with my sisters or didn't slip no sorry made out with i think was like sitting on his lap at the club and kissing and stuff yeah Yeah, i think it was like at a house party Mm. but yeah regardless like and then it's complicated because she was also drunk and like probably not something she would have ever done like sober Mm -hmm. so i get the complicated feelings that kylie would have about it like i understand her being upset but then also like it not being enough to totally ruin their friendship forever you know what i mean yeah totally um i mean if chloe doesn't ever want to forgive her you know yeah fine chloe doesn't have to be her best friend No, that was her you know her situation but if kylie wants to forgive her best friend i think she should be allowed to but i do think it's it's fascinating nature's healing that they were you know it's a, a deliberate conscious choice then for them to be like photographed together in public like it's a declaration of yeah yeah they've probably reconciled some time ago or at least with longer than this amount of time yeah and now they're like okay we want it to be known we want this to be put to bed like we forgive each other this matters more i mean there is discourse on like i've gotten back with a toxic friend and it was really bad or like blah 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 i just don't think i think it was a really big mistake that was alcohol like involved yeah induced is the word i was looking for and I don't know, like, what level. I feel like, I don't know if, never mind, I'm not going to talk about this. I don't know if it was, like, a taken advantage of situation. That actually like, was what I was thinking as well. Like, we don't really know what exactly right. happened. We know what was, like, in the tabloids. We know what was, like, said by, uh, you know, people in the media. But we we don't, we weren't there. Um, and we mm-hmm. are not inside of it. We don't know what Jordan has said to Kylie. We don't know what Tristan mm-hmm. has said. We don't know really what happened. And I think people should stop projecting and let these two nice young women, <laughs> I don't know, like let them like re- rekindle a friendship because it's clearly more important than like mm-hmm. some man who's just going to keep make cheating mistakes. on her anyways. Like people make big mistakes. People make small mistakes. People have things happen that are like kind of complicated and in a gray area and they don't even really know how it happened because they wake up and feel like an idiot or feel awful about it you know what I mean like there's just so many different situations I do 
feel bad for Chloe because the most horrendous things keep happening in her life and no one is on her side anymore. They're like, well, that's what you get. Like, it's just awful to have like these heinous things happen to you and then everyone just makes fun of the way you look and how you're such a like pushover and like how you're so stupid because you always take them back. Like, I get it. Like, she does. But I feel bad at the same time. Because you are a good person with a good heart. Like, and you have empathy. She already, <laughs> she already had a kid with him when she first found out I about know. this. I know. She was trying to protect her family, I'm sure. Like, And sh- she's had, like, really bad, like, guys in her life say, like, really mean stuff about her that's turned her into a meme before. I know what you mean, though, because you have empathy. But I think that that's, like, sort of, like, what we take away, what we should take away from a situation like mm-hmm. this, from this little roadside attraction, is that, like, life is not black and white and there's always Mm -hmm. nuance and there's always by the way from what I found there are very few situations where you can't understand somebody's side and somebody's choice that they're making very few there are some Mm -hmm. you know like I'm not gonna empathize with Hitler but like that's a pretty extreme example for the most part or Tristan Thompson right not Tristan Thompson (laughs) but like when people fuck up or people make decisions that you don't agree with like there's a lot of stuff going into that nuance that like you need to understand you don't know what's really going on and that you Mm -hmm. should trust that people are doing (laughs) doing their best they're trying to do the best by themselves and others yeah and I also want to clarify like that's not me saying that people were unjustified for giving um Chloe shit for Mm -hmm. how she treated Jordan in comparison to Tristan like that is not at all what I'm referring to I think that that was also a big mistake and a very emotional one yeah, like, of course, but of course she was emotional. Like, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I get that it was a really emotional circumstance. And I think if people are trying to move past it, let them. You know this really stupid reference I have? But, no, go like, for it. There was, when, there was the season of The Bachelor with Hannah B and, like, Tyler Cameron. Mm. And she, like, said she wasn't going to have sex. And he had, like, a great reaction mm. or something like that. And then Nick. Or someone, I don't know. But Nick was like, that kind of gave me the vibe that, like, he didn't really care about the relationship that much. Like, a lot of the time when you see stuff on The Bachelor where people look bad, it's because they have emotions, Mm. like, really deeply invested and they're having, like, a dramatic emotional response to it. And that's when, like, the worst self comes out. Wow. That's really interesting. So when people look really bad on reality TV shows or, like, celebrities or stuff like that, it's often because, like, they're so emotionally invested that they couldn't be, like, logical about how it's going to make them look. Yeah, they couldn't think, like, how can I, like, show my best self? Honestly, if somebody comes Mm -hmm. out smelling like a rose on reality, it's probably either because the producers wanted them to or because they just, like, were not that emotionally invested. Yeah, and they could just, like, make whatever silly little choice. I'm going to just have some silly little fun. That's good. Anyway. So, you know, just, wow, take a picture of this little friendship blossom that's blooming and, you know, make some room for forgiveness in your heart, maybe, or maybe not, depending on your situation. (laughs) (laughs) So true. No, we've got to have all of those little, except unless Unless. we are not talking about these people, just so you know, this is... (laughs) Unless it's Hitler. Yeah. Um, so Ellie asked for some questions. And I did. You did not disappoint. I have to, I have to <laughs> say the first one she wrote down really rocked my world. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just wrote down all the ones I thought seemed interesting. Um, Can I? 
You can. Go for it. Okay. Should I taxidermy my beloved cat who is 20 years old and on her last days? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, the way that this is written is so funny. <laughs> I wrote them all word for word from Instagram. Uh, first of all, 20-year-old cat slay. Like, that's incredible. Good job keeping yeah, that cat going. You're giving that cat a lot of love. You have. They've lived a, a beautiful life. Um, I find taxidermy a little off-putting, but I know that there are people who very much love it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't. Do you have other taxidermied animals? Like, is that part of your decor? Like, a taxidermied cat would look a little weird in my apartment, personally. It seems just so stressful to care for. So does an urn to me. Like, I would like to spread ashes because what if it fell and broke? Or, like, what if something spilled on your cat? You'd be so upset. Like, you know, what if you could just send it off nicely and you just know that it's okay and it's in the wind having a beautiful time? Otherwise, like, you've got this cat the rest of your life. If something happens, like a storm, it rain. Like you have a kid one day, it throws up on the cat. What could, if something could happen. I don't know. You've got to not worry my about cat. it. I did not put my <laughs> cat anywhere near my cat. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at your beloved cat who's in their last days. I'm really, I'm glad that you had this cat that you loved so much. I don't know why this is so funny. Um, if it will bring you comfort and joy in your life. You know, go for it, but make sure you get a good taxidermist because I've seen some. Have you ever seen on Etsy? <laughs> oh, this is such a good point that I didn't even think of. The scary taxidermied mice that they sell on Etsy. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I have to find them and send them to you. You know, if you're going to get it, make sure it Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. You don't want to get like a weirdly done taxidermy job. This is actually we have good advice for this question. I'm shocked. Find your find your local, you know, taxidermy artist. Make sure you like their work. It's like when you get a tattoo, you really want to make sure it's um, the artist you like their work and their style. Right, it's right. Similar to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The way that your, like, voice is wavering even when you're talking, like, normally is so funny. I don't know why I have the giggles about this. I saw some information recently that people Mm. who give their dogs human food are living much longer. Oh, then my dog's going to live forever. I'm going to text my parents that right now. Yeah, and it makes me feel bad that we've been giving them this dry kibble. This little... If that's true. These horrible little... I'm texting my parents right now. If you... If you have a pet, I would personally look into this because this is something that I just heard in passing. <laughs> but um, isn't it like that meme that's like <laughs> the cat at the the laptop writing it? <laughs> like, um, oh, yeah. There's a study that says that pets that eat human food live longer, says study done by pets. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm the sleeper agent. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So Anyways. do follow your heart with follow the taxidermy. Just get a good, a good taxidermist. Really think about like the logisticals of caring for then that taxidermied body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, what would your cat want? You know, like really mm. deep, dig deep into what your cat, your think what about your what cat your, would want. <laughs> think about what your beloved twenty year old cat, cat of twenty years would want. I mean, you've had a longer relationship with this cat than you probably have anyone else in your life. So you probably know mm-hmm. what, what they would be happy with. So, you know, go with that. 
Mm-hmm. So we have to change that. I cannot. <laughs> it's time to move on. We could do a whole episode really? on this cat situation. <laughs> we should bring in like a specialist. We could we could oh share some God. photos on our story. Oh, we should remember to share some photos of on our story of bad taxidermy bad jobs. Taxidermy. If you have any, please send them to us as well. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. Super normal question. <laughs> Love my girlfriend a lot, but my long distance relationship is hard. Any advice to stimulate good long distance convo? Well, I thought this was a good question for you because you like having long distance <laughs> relationships. I'm not being shady. I really thought that. No, you're right. And it's so true. Actually, we had a whole episode that was really good on long distance on the She Rates Dogs podcast. Mm. And I'm trying to remember some of the... It was with Viking because he and his now wife wow. had a long distance relationship for a few years before they moved back together and got married because mm. of academic stuff. Um, I remember one of the things was like they would have this joint savings jar that they would like do after activities that they'd keep track of together to like book trips with each other and they would do like a lot of video dates and are you still laughing about the taxidermy cat girl? <laughs> She's been through enough. Let her rest. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. Um open and very clear communication is definitely super important and also just like reminding yourself that it's not always going to be a long distance relationship like Mm. having having a um like a horizon that you could look forward to that'll eventually like be worth it you know if this is your person you you gotta make it work i'm gonna have to go and re-listen to that episode to get my good advice back yeah but you guys can also go listen to it if you want to get that good advice uh because it is still there Um, oh that's true thank god (laughs) thank god Um, i would literally k-word myself yeah those disappeared i understand (laughs) because i did have a moment like that myself uh recently when they did disappear but um yeah different different a little different but you know different but same same but different um well i also think what you're saying is like great um in terms of like having a horizon i think it could be helpful Mm -hmm. to sort of i don't know always have like little countdowns going like little like 10 days until we do this or we go here or even um moments in their life without you or your life without them that you can like virtually be there to support for just like make it Mm -hmm. so that like you are ultimately working towards a long-term goal of of always being together like but Mm -hmm. you have these shorter term goals of seeing each other and you know whatever else to make it feel like there's stops along the way like you're um you're on a little road you're driving Mm -hmm. and you pull over on a little road you know you're taking a little you're taking the the scenic route you know yeah and like um one thing they mentioned i remember was having a date night one day or one night of every week and they would like have dinner on the phone together Skype together that they never missed or like they'd watch a movie together on the phone there's so many things you can do now you could you could play an interactive game like sims with your partner i don't know actually i don't know if you can do that you could do an animal crossing island together you could have the most beautiful island together (laughs) yeah it's like you know there's there's plenty of ways that you can keep that spark a going, you know, just like focus on the fact that you love each other and love finds a way. And money that would like generally people would spend on other stuff you got to like put away for plane tickets. Like if you are thinking yeah. about 
order ordering out that night be like, no, I really want to see my partner. I'm going to have noodles instead and put that $20 in the savings toward ticket bank. And cute little. I love that. Cute, cute. Yeah, you could, yeah a little joint save piggy bank for, for ticks. Okay, well, I like the next one. Okay. How to, f- how to find a hobby. Do I even have a personality beyond being silly and cute? This really spoke to me. I'm so honest. I feel like it took me so many years to figure out what my personality or what my interests even were. Like, I always mm. like, I feel like when you're a kid, like you pick a thing and then that's like sort of your thing. And like musical you just, like, theater. Do, yeah, you just like sort of do that thing. And then when you become adult, you're like, what <laughs> what do I do now? I don't have something to do after school every day. Like I have to. That's like, such a good point. You know, like it's not like prescribed to you. Like you sort of have to figure it out. And then I was like, I don't really know who I am. I don't know what my things are. Sometimes I felt like if people didn't tell me things about myself, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about myself. Uh, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've understood myself better and have been more able to find things that I just enjoy doing to do them like video games mm-hmm. that's not something I thought I would really enjoy doing as a hobby but it is something I really love or you know I, I taught myself to play piano or you know what, mm-hmm. whatever else like coloring I color in a little coloring book like you figure mm-hmm. out the things that bring you joy just as time goes on you do have a personality be- beyond being fun and cute but sometimes you have to learn how to look outside yourself a little bit and Mm-hmm. find those things I think along the line of what you were saying like our generation especially was brought up being like you're going to be the best at one thing you're going to find this mm-hmm. one thing you're going to be better than all of the other kids in your town at it because it's your thing whether that's like a sport or musical theater or writing or like math like you're the best mm-hmm. in the school at mm-hmm. that or think you are yeah which is actually going to go into a conversation we're about to have on our bonus episode you guys about being a gifted kid as a child and what can that can do to your identity but it was a huge like renaissance in my mm, earlier mid-20s where I realized like it's not too late to start any new thing that I could have any possible interest in like learning a new language or being into history like you don't have to be born as a kid who's into history to like later be like oh this is actually very interesting to me like you can always find whatever and a lot of it for me is like listening to podcasts and then they'll briefly mention a topic that really like sticks out to me and then I'll go off and like do more on that topic or Uh, you know like one of our one of our sponsors Babbel Oh, oh, I've been loving that. I was actually going to bring up Babbel because I've really been enjoying my Babbel. I did like seven lessons today just because. Get it, queen. Yeah, I'm like super getting like super into learning French, which and and what I was going to say was break free of the shackles. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Break free of the shackles on your mind that tell you what a hobby is or isn't because anything can be a hobby. Truly anything. Going to Mm -hmm. restaurants can be a hobby. Like anything can be a hobby. Honestly, like learning how to um, wear my hair wavy is a hobby of mine. (laughs) I spend a lot of time watching videos on it. I try different techniques and products in the shower and stuff like that's a hobby mm-hmm. for me. Um, sh- sh- shopping, but like finding your personal style, like enjoying fashion, like that can be a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like playing computer games on the computer, that can be a hobby. Like it's anything like can a be conversation a hobby. of anything could be a club. I'm reminded of yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything could be a hobby. Anything could be a club, and anything can ferment if you leave it long enough. 
Mm-hmm. Even if you're not good at it, like if you it enjoy something, matter. you can just fucking do it. Oh my God. Like I grew up ice skating and I competed and I had to give it up. And for many years, I didn't want to do it again because I was like, it's so so specific to the very little details of like your size of your body like you mathematically don't can't do the same jumps if your body's changed a little bit and stuff like that and it it just would make me so sad whenever I'd go on the ice again because I'm like I can't do the same stuff but recently I've been doing it again and just like letting go of that idea that like I did this so that I could be the best at it you know like I just do it because I liked it in the first place it's fun I know I like lost that so much as I got older like I forgot Mm -hmm. why I even started doing musical theater why I started singing or dancing or acting I forgot that I liked it not just that I was good at it and like it took away a lot of that joy and it found me it took a long time for me to get back to a place where now I'm like no, I, I do enjoy it. So when a friend mm-hmm. asks me to sing in something, I do because I like doing it, not because I feel like I have to be the best. Um, yeah. And that's huge. Yeah, it, feel, it feels really nice. And I think that's just part of growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything I also just think it's good for your mental health to have something that you're like excited to learn more about and to talk to people about and like just makes you feel interested like it's so important yeah. to be interested it's in so the world important to be like engaging with the world in an active way mm-hmm. and like don't let anybody shame you for whatever it is that your interest might be like I do think there's a tendency to feel like things that that women are quote-unquote like mm. supposed to be interested in like can't be hobbies or not like good enough interests like I love learning how to do makeup like I love I Mm -hmm. love watching makeup videos I love doing my own makeup like I love learning new techniques and I feel like if I was like out at drinks with someone they're like what are your hobbies and I said makeup they would be like you know they would look down on that and that's silly because it is a hobby and it's something I really do love doing yeah even if your hobby is like being in a bachelor franchise fantasy league where all of your friends like like yes yeah my hobby by the way is Taylor Swift so like whatever (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's like, ooh, men won't respect that as a hobby, but who fucking cares? It brings you joy. Nothing really is more respectable than anything else. And certainly, like, fantasy football is not any more more, uh, respectable. Although, I will say one thing that is very important, and I mean this, if you ever meet a man and his hobby is darts, you need to run away from him. Wait, what are you talking about? That was something I learned when I was a waitress. All the darts guys would say, never date a man who's good at darts. Because I worked on Monday and Wednesday nights and there was a darts league on Monday and Wednesday nights. And I was the waitress for the darts guys. And they would be like, you never want to date a man who's good at darts. And I was like, okay. Like the darts guys would tell you that you don't want to date a darts guy? Yes. What is it with darts guys? I don't know. What's so sinister? I never wanted to find out. Okay, well, you know what? That's a vague (laughs) but strong piece of advice. (laughs) Vague but strong. That's how I like them. And I think we could close out the main section with that and do the the tarot tarot card. card. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. They are right here because I was doing tarot card readings on Twitch, which, by the way, if uh, you want more tarot, if you're interested in tarot or if you want more advice, something else I like to do on Twitch, those are things I do on Twitch. (laughs) I love to watch your tarot card readings on Twitch or otherwise. They are really fun to do. I do them for channel points. So if you chat in the chat, you will gain channel points and you can redeem them for tarot card readings. But also advice is free. So come on in and hang out twitch.tv. Oh, I, have, 
I think I'm going to reopen my Minecraft server if you want to play on my Minecraft Slay. server. Slay. That is so fun. I think you should definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, friends, it's the middle of July, summer nights, mid-July. Um, it's hot as a bitch and a half out there. The weather is just yeah. fucking horrific, horrifying, awful. It's walking outside. It's like the air is damp. It's disgusting. You're very lucky to have a dry heat out there. Um, it gets so nice at nights. It's like 75 degree at night, even if it was like 95 what? during the day. And I'm like, oh, I love yeah. to go out um, But we need to know something this week. And what is it that we need to know? The Seven of Cups. We've got cups again. Yeah, I like cups. And I like this one. It's like the cups all have wings, like they're flying to heaven. (laughs) Mm. Seven heaven. And it means too many options, multiple possibilities, and wishful thinking. It's kind of like an interesting like negative connotation, but like a positive card, if that makes sense. It's like Mm -hmm. a feeling of being overwhelmed, but in like a good way. Um, So I feel like what we need to know this week is just like, let it chill, you know, let it ride, let it rock. Let it Um, linger. Let it linger, you know, like (laughs) if if you are presented with a lot of options, like why choose? Like (laughs) just like go with the flow and see what happens because it seems like you have a lot of possibilities and options and things can be good no matter what you do. So just like don't stress yourself out too hmm. much with overthinking. Just vibe. That's beautiful. It is, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. Um, We have a new birthday pig. Dun, Huge dun, news. Dun. You've been hearing Flower Turtle. You've been hearing Katie. <laughs> we are pleased to present the new name. Our birthday pigs come forward her name is Maya. Yay. So shout out to our birthday pigs, Flower Pig, <laughs> flower, flower Turtle, Katie, and Maya. Remember, reminder, you can be a birthday pig if you subscribe to our $50 a month tier on Patreon. But no worries if you don't. We still love to have you here listening and hanging out. Um, mm-hmm. Um, if you want to follow our Instagram, it is Instagram.com slash late night drive pod. If you want to follow our Patreon and subscribe and get bonus episodes, episodes without ads, a newsletter, a video, mm-hmm. all kinds of mm-hmm. fun, cool. So many videos. Stuff, so many videos. Then yeah. um, you can subscribe Patreon.com slash late night drive pod. Um, and yeah, we love you guys so, 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 so much. I hope you're having a, you're keeping cool out there, uh, especially mm. if you're in the South. Seems like it's pretty hot down there. So I love you guys more than the world can ever express to you. And as always, have a good day. Have a good night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a hope great it's one. A great one. And we will catch you on our very next drive. Thank you for coming to Late Night Drive. We hope you enjoyed the drive. Mm-hmm. We should do like a gospel version. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. 
After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 